1: Welcome to Fire Team Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. I am Jose Otero. I'm here once again with Destin Laguerre. Hey, Jose. How is everything going, Destin?
0: It's going quite well. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. I hope listeners. it's going well for you.
1: Yes, thank you for tuning in once again. And I am sad to report, Destin, that I have not been playing Destiny, but I have a lot to say on this week's topic. Good, good. So I'm moving this week. Uh, to a new address and so everything is packed up including that ps4 and and bloodborne came out and bloodborne (laughs) came out and i still can't play that either so Mm -hmm. i'm very sad and i can't play till next week okay but this is a destiny podcast i shouldn't (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's fine so why don't you start with some shout outs dude yeah
0: so last week i gave a shout out to the uh fireteam chat facebook page and Mm -hmm. it blew up Really, um, a bunch of people got the flawless Raider trophy or, or achievement, and uh, I want to give a shout out to the people that run that that uh, community-driven page, and it is Jason Tay, Michael Johnson, and Carmine. Melee. I don't know if that's correct, but uh, thank you so much. Carmine is actually the guy who started it, okay. and uh, these other people are the guys who help run it. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much. And this week, it's just been really cool to see everybody really come together. It went from like 300 to 700 people what? since the wow. last podcast. It Holy absolutely cow. exploded. Um, so yeah, check it out. Look up Fire Team Chat on Facebook if you want to join uh, the Community Run uh, Facebook page.
1: All right. So, the first topic you and I Mm -hmm. are tackling this week is an interesting one because you and I have been arguing about this, I feel like, since the day we we pitched to each other. Yes. That, uh, like, we came back from Christmas break. Mm -hmm. You, uh, myself, and Alfredo sat down to talk about the idea of doing a Destiny-focused show. Mm -hmm. And one of the first arguments we had, and it just kept going, was the notion of matchmaking.
0: In raids, raids, yes. Now we've argued about this in our fire teams on Destiny many, many times, and I think okay, it 100% (laughs) should have matchmaking. There's no excuse, there is no excuse that raids just don't have it. Nightfall should have it too, but like at least I can kind of understand that one, Mm -hmm. but uh, raids, no, they should. It should be there as an option, is my argument, and and you think otherwise.
1: I have for a very long time, so mm. I, I will 100% begin my arguments with, I do, over time, since since we started arguing about this back in January, it's now March, Um, I wanted nothing to do with matchmaking in raids, and the reason I hung on to that belief is because I feel like the matchmaking uh, – excuse me. I, I feel like the raid is very tightly tuned around communication mm-hmm. and around you being semi-comfortable with the people you're communicating with. Let me give you an example. Um, I've had raids where I've played with you. Yeah. where leadership was very clear who was in charge. I think you you ran those raids for the most part. And – Everyone who's on the team needs to be listening and sort of reacting Mm. and and working together and listening to that leader. That leader leader voice is key. Every time I have had a raid where there wasn't strong leadership or people who broke team and didn't really pay attention to leadership, Mm. in a raid, the raid would fall apart. No matter how easy it should have been how skilled the players are yeah yeah no matter and Mm -hmm. including leveling for for crying out loud like i've had raids where it just completely fell apart Mm -hmm. because there wasn't a key personality a key person helping guide what's happening now to me that communication and the way the tight level of teamwork makes those raids feel like well i have to be semi-comfortable with who i'm talking to meaning Mm -hmm. i'm either playing with friends or i'm playing with a friend of a friend who we could still keep it cordial but when it is a complete stranger, and I've had instances where this happened, I want to say seven times out of ten, I've had an awful experience. Just like the guy,
0: the person's a jerk or something? Well, the
1: person was listening, where um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of back and forth, not a lot of clear communication on what mm-hmm. people were doing or how well they were doing it or who needed help. Um, and the raid is such a tightly wound experience that the minute things aren't working right for a certain person it can really fall apart it's kind of like trying to cross the bridge in crota like if some of them know what they're doing on on that bridge portion for example
0: it's frustrating it's very frustrating to do understandable Uh,
1: there are other portions of any raid that you can get through regardless of that Mm -hmm. gorgon's is an example where if people aren't listening and aren't watching for the right you know sort of direction completely falls apart Mm -hmm. it's really hard to do
0: So that's why you think it shouldn't happen. That's how... My counterpoint to that... Oh, you're not done yet. I will say this.
1: I have come around to you that... uh, To your point, though, that it is... It should be an option. Mm -hmm. But I have very distinct views on what I think that option should be. So I'm going to let you continue. Why don't you you push back?
0: Okay, well, there's two excellent examples of uh, games that have sort of in-game matchmaking for raids, and that is Final Fantasy XIV and World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft has the option where you can uh, get a group together and then kind of hop into a dumbed-down raid. You know, where uh, it's not as difficult, but you can kind of go in with a bunch of randoms. And then there is uh, the harder one where uh, you play with a bunch of people, up to t- 20-something pe- people, and uh, you go in and it's uh, much more difficult. It's but difficult a, based on how many people you have.
1: But a dumbed-down raid, like this is my fear. The minute you make it match a, mm-hmm. a match-made thing, something that anyone can clear – I feel like something like that intense team. The rewards would obviously take a, be, take a dip.
0: The rewards are different though for the dumb down raid versus the harder one. So you get lesser rewards for mm-hmm. the dumbed down version in World of Warcraft. I am assuming. I I, I don't play World of Warcraft, but sure. uh, our guy Eric does, and I asked him about their raid.
1: Sure, sure. And I got a buddy. Fin- um, Final
0: Fantasy XIV also okay, has I'm matchmaking, going. and I, I've played that. I've gone through an instance, and uh, it's fine. You just play with random. Somebody takes the leadership role because they're not hosting a game if they're not willing to take a leadership role. And then they organize a group and then they go through it. There has to be a leader. You are right. There has to be somebody leading the group. And if that doesn't happen, then it's kind of a messy experience. But to not have it at all isn't really an acceptable answer to the problem.
1: Sure. I think that the reason I also get so tightly wound about this subject, uh, especially, is because I feel that— Someone's first time experience in the raid mm-hmm. positive or negative will impact the way they feel about raiding in general Where if someone gets tossed into the deep end mm-hmm. has people there. Let's t- let's take the typical Match-made pickup group scenario in any competitive shooter mm-hmm. where there are some teams that roll really well because there are enough lone wolves Who know what they're doing? Mm-hmm. There's some teams objective-based games For example in most of my experience at least in matchmaking settings mm-hmm. don't always work out very well because not everyone is really aware of what they're doing just want they just want to play to play that is yeah. my experience in the past so when i get very sort of protective of why i want the raid to stay as pure as it is that's one of the reasons because in most cases where i've seen anything semi-competitive with an objective mm-hmm. it falls apart most times and i don't have fun i always have to end up playing with guess who my friends in yeah order to really have a good time so now, now, let, let me rewind a little bit here. so though. my
0: sorry i have a question about okay, that point sure. there um why would that make it so you can't play with your friends if that was there as an option?
1: No, but why would I want to suffer through playing You with don't people? have to. You don't have to. Well, you why. can play with your friends. An I, I but for
0: all the people part. that want it, why is the answer no? We're not going to put it in the game. Why why is that well, the answer? I don't know what their reason for you know. the
1: answer being no, but I know that it, in my experience, uh-huh. that ability to communicate is so important. Like mm-hmm. the, the the need for communication in the raid is so important. I Like, it has probably been done, but I'd love to see a team tackle the raid and not say a word to each other. I don't know if it could be done. Like, it's really hard. No, that, why, why, why would you do that? You would at least use
0: your emotes to point or something. Yeah, well, okay, so
1: let's go back to your World of Warcraft example. So I was Uh talking to a friend of mine who was heavy into WoW, and he said two things happened when WoW went, and and someone write into destiny at IGN.com if you have, you know, either a similar example or a better example of this story. But a friend of mine pointed out to me that, in World of Warcraft, two things happened after raids went matchmade. Mm-hmm. One is that, to a degree, some of them got a little easier. That's right. There was sort of the dumbed down version. Yeah. And so you don't get as good reward. Fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happened was that this community sort of sprung up that was all about sort of teaching people who didn't know how to play the raid to that's, play the raid. And that that's that's sounds awesome. To a degree with Destiny. <laughs> it is happening to a degree with Destiny. So uh-huh. I, will not, I will not shoot that down. And that's why I think the option is. It, That's why I've come closer to maybe this should be an option. But my key problem with matchmaking is when should it be an option. I firmly believe, and you're gonna hate me for this, Mm -hmm. but I firmly believe something like matchmaking and raids should be available after you've gone through the raid at least twice. I don't think it's something that should be available from the second the raid is up, mm-hmm. because I think that the chances of you getting grouped with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Let's take some scenarios. So hang you're on, getting hang closer. On, you're on. getting hang closer on. to it's closer. okay. I am getting closer yeah. to it. it's okay. But let me let me give you the examples here. Take, for example, take uh, volta glass. Let's say right before Atheon, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to pull the audio from there. Okay. Okay. Say for example, Atheon. Let's say you are, are right at the end of Atheon, and someone just disconnects in mm-hmm. the middle of a match made raid. How do you select who gets tossed in? Is that person okay with missing all of the chests that they are now missing out on? Oh wait, why do they miss out on, on chests?
0: Oh, if they come in yeah. on Atheon. Like,
1: when does matchmaking mm-hmm. say okay? And then if you're the person trying to get match made, do you get to pick where you get tossed in? Well, or let's do look. You just sort of, like the let's raid look at is what... so unlike anything you <laughs> anything else out there. Like I feel like this is a huge. I don't want to be an apologist, but I think these are considerations that are super important for it.
0: Let's look at the communities that have sprung up. The 100, The 100.io yep. is a community where you get match made with like 100 other players sure. that play at the same time you do, and you can go do raids. Or destinylfg.net, which is changing over to like lfg.destiny.net or something like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. they've built an excellent app that allows you to join with other players looking or that have the checkpoint that you want in any of the raids and you can continue from that point bungie may not like that but the community is building these tools are building is taking
1: them uh, taking it on themselves because i don't know if bungie really figured it out which is why they said Mm -hmm. no from the start you have to have friends i will say this my first raid when i really deep dove into destiny this christmas like it was it was crazy i was playing every day and i said okay i'm gonna raid with someone Mm -hmm. you and i hadn't been talking at that time I, I think you were even in Canada. I don't even know for sure. I was. You we were definitely on vacation. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if I could rely on trying to put together a team with you, so I used mm-hmm. LFG to play in a raid. I played yeah. Vault of Glass for the first time with a bunch of people from England, I think, from yeah. the UK. Everyone had access. Were they cool? It was probably the most awkward experience I've ever had raiding. We beat well, it. Why is it awkward? We beat it. Well, because there, were a bunch of, there was a bunch of um, things to, to consider. First of all, it was my first time at that yeah. raid. I got spawned in right at Atheon did not know what i was doing mm-hmm. had to be explained what was going on we died like four or five times because while people were explaining to me other people were making mistakes um a mm-hmm. lot of cheeky banter which i'm just not i don't know these guys so i, I talking like, about I
0: got, bangers and mash and or, or uh, or the fish and chips or something like you know like just <laughs> It yeah. was
1: friendly, but it was you said still, they were from It was Europe. still su- yeah. super silly yeah. to me. Like I just, I didn't, I couldn't connect with these people. Versus the time we played together, I uh-huh. had a great time. Like, well, that, you play with a bunch of people
0: we all knew, so okay.
1: Yeah. But but that, I understand that, that then becomes my point for why I have been so Mr. Anti Matchmade Raids. Well, it's because
0: you want the superior experience to be everybody's first experience with raids.
1: Yeah. I, I understand that that's that. super important to you wanting to continue to right now mm-hmm. I get the problem people have where they're like, well, I don't know anyone who's playing this game. Let me tell you something. The internet is full of people who want to be your friend. Uh-huh. That's one hundred percent. Like the
0: people on our Facebook page, apparently, yeah, or because the people
1: like people on one hundred IO.
0: Yeah, since since this last episode, like a bunch of people joined the Facebook page, and they're all playing Destiny together. Like there's twenty eights through thirty twos on there, and there's thirty twos that just want to shepherd people through. Yeah. and that's awesome. Destiny has one of the best online communities that I have ever encountered in the game, that. and and it's. It's awesome that that is a thing. It's an
1: excellent community when they talk to each other. Yes, when they talk to each other. When they don't, it still just becomes. For example, how many strikes have you been on where the other one or both of them just run off? I've never. I've been on like like, one
0: uh, strike when the other people actually use their mics. Yeah. Like one.
1: Okay. So since imagine, the, Since they added it. So imagine rates under that context. Imagine that happening. How do you even you, begin to understand? You create
0: doing? a matchmaking system that requires communication. Like, do you have mics required for this group? If you join, you don't have a mic. The party leader boots that person.
1: But that's still do you wasted. have a mic? I'm going to give you a minute. Time. Like,
0: Dude, it takes, like, down, it takes downtime, a long bro. time just to set it up with your friends.
1: It takes a long time just to coordinate everyone's schedule so they could do the raid, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just, I feel like th- this is still a catch-22. I hope um, in the future Bungie definitely figures out how to implement a system that can be fair. Mm-hmm. But I will stand by. I don't want to ever play a raid for the first time mm-hmm. with randoms, it's just not fun in my experience. It isn't. I'm okay. sure there are people who can write in. and You could write in at destiny.ign. Nope, no, no. Leave a
0: leave a comment. Actually, leave a comment. Okay. Or, or uh, what I actually need on Destiny at IGM.com sure. is something else. So let's let's reserve it for that. Okay, later. so let's okay. reserve it for that. But yeah. but
1: uh, that's that's been my point, man. It's just mm-hmm. I I've done it that way. It was it was okay. Mm-hmm. I got something out of Atheon. I don't even remember what Atheon dropped. It was, it was probably a, it a was an bike okay and some uh, a weapon.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't
1: until I started playing it regularly with friends. I was like, oh, my God, this is the raid. This yeah. is what I want. This yeah. is so focused, so coordinated, so much hinges on teamwork. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't get that with random people. And I'm glad that there are communities that are existing out there to help folks through it. Mm-hmm. And good job to you, by the way, yep. because you guys are amazing. But I just don't want that.
0: (laughs) I want it desperately. I think it's a feature that should be in the game, at least for Destiny 2, if not before the end of Destiny 1's life cycle. I think it's something that should be an option in the game. And whether there's a prerequisite where you need to complete two raid matches or not, I don't care. But it should be a feature in the game. Like I, I find it amazing that this game, or at least component, that you have to play with other people. You have to. Yeah. Doesn't have a way for but you to play with that, other people is online. That out
1: of this world to expect you to have five friends. Yeah. Is that Out of this world to expect you M- to
0: have not five me or you who, who can go to our Twitter accounts yeah. and just say, "Hey, I'm doing the raid. Right. Anybody want to join up?" But the average guy who maybe his friends don't have PS4 or Xbox One yet,
1: I just who's just looking for that. people the to join up. community has found ways around that. I will say this though. Yeah, if, they have. If, they
0: created a matchmaking system yeah. outside of the game that yeah. you have to access. It's still matchmaking, it's just not offered by Bungie, it's offered by the fans. All I'm
1: going to say is, uh-huh. the day this happens, right? Yeah. And it feels inevitable at this point. Mm-hmm. Matchmaking, I firmly believe it will come to raids, and yeah. it's going to become an option. I just don't want it to affect the quality of the raid. I want the raid to always be as hard special. as it can be, as special as it can be, mm-hmm. as well thought out mechanically, yeah. thematically as it is, the last thing I ever want to see, I say this to you as I grab your shoulder, (laughs) I never want to see raids transform into strikes, into the simple kill everything from beginning to end, Mm -hmm. no sort of teamwork, no sort of special mechanic. You're saying it'll affect their design philosophy. I worry that it could, and I don't want to see that. Okay. So choose so. your choose or lose, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Do you want match made raids? Do you not want match made raids? Is it inevitability? <laughs> is it an inevitability at this point? Leave a comment. And let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. Um. If you've had an especially awful experience or an especially fantastic experience in a raid, you can email us at destiny at IGN.com. But the thing I really need from people is we really want community challenges. I'm st- I am have like 300 emails to go through because everybody's still <laughs> sending in their best and worst. Yeah. And I'm like, we did that. We did that. I can't respond to all 300. Of the- That's why I'm like, no, don't ask them to send in another thing. But um, okay. so, yeah, destiny at uh, we'll We'll read your, your – Absolute best and absolute worst uh, raid experiences on on the podcast. Um, but what I really need is community challenges. We've been trying to implement IGN community challenges okay. uh, for a few weeks, and when so was that
1: last week I forget. I'm getting old.
0: It was like get through the lamp section without dying, and somebody tried it. I think his name was Brian tried it on, on the, the for, uh, forums, and he almost uh, got all the way through he almost it. pulled it off. Yeah, close. Right,
1: props to you, Brian.
0: We, right. we really have to move on.
1: All right, so we're moving yeah. on to uh, this question comes from mm-hmm. Austin, yeah. and uh, maybe you can help me set this up because I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure what he's asking here.
0: Okay, so he's asking about the Dark Below DLC. Okay. And he's saying, should players who only bought the base game ever, ever get access to the Dark Below DLC? Or should they just have it already? Because right now, if the weekly strike is Omnigool, like it was last week Mm -hmm. or a a while ago, then they don't have access to do that strike. They just can't do it. They're locked out of it. You have to purchase the content to do it. So the question is, when should that just be made free or open to everybody? Mm. You paid $60 for a game. They're asking, I think it's $20 for both something like that, for both yeah. the DLC isn't cheap and the Dark Below has been reviewed poorly by most outlets yep. you know and uh there's actually another question there about uh Destiny's reviews but um should Bungie make this available for everybody i think uh I don't know. That's a tough question. <laughs> well, why, don't
1: you, why don't you lead off with an answer? It is $20 for a download code for The Dark Below. It is. For folks, does that include um, House of Wolves? Content, I don't think it does. I think it's just standalone. I'm looking at something from... GameStop. Yeah, just expansion one, The Dark Below, GameStop, 20 bucks. I think there was a season pass, though, that bundled them both together for a cheaper amount of money. Mm-hmm. Just putting that out there um but twenty dollars
0: okay. seems very expensive for the amount of content that you get you get some new weapons you get the raid i, I love raids but twenty dollars seems a little bit steep for uh so the new amount weapons, of content
1: armor gear to earn yeah. Light level cap raised to 32 and five mm-hmm. additional bounty slots added new yeah. cooperative well some
0: of that stuff is just stuff that's in there anyway Strike. you you don't get five bounty slots if you get the dark below that's just mm-hmm. part of the game five
1: story missions which yeah. It was super short, yeah. Uh, and then Eris and her bounties, which you know, and Crota's end. Let's let's not leave that one out. That's that's the centerpiece of it all. So Crota's end, yeah. which is a fun rate.
0: So I think someday, yeah, they should make it free, but not until after House of Wolves. Like, I don't think their price point was right. I think their price point's way off base. Twenty dollars is very expensive for the House of Wolves. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how that got decided. Or not House of Wolves. Sorry, the Dark Below. Dark Below. Yeah. Um, but uh, the stuff you get in there is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I think if they do that again with House of Wolves, and they've Luke Smith already said that it's not going to be like the Dark Below. They've kind of admitted that they may made a mistake with the Dark Below. Mm-hmm. But if you launch a piece of DLC at another $20, you've now spent $100 on this game if you buy the packs individually. And I would be amazed if their player, voice, player base retained at least the player base that only bought the base game. Yep, they... Yep. If House of Wolves really is that much better, like if it's fantastic, give away the dark below for free.
1: But doesn't that burn Get- everyone who bought it? I mean, off the bat, just asking as, how, as wh- when there. when was
0: it launched? It was launched in November, December. Uh, this, was a
1: December. this I think this is an early it was an yeah. early December thing. But so, let's focus on, on when it came out and more focus on how do you how, how do you justify to the people who paid for this, who paid twenty bucks? Well So
0: they're kind of in a catch twenty two. They
1: are, absolutely.
0: Damned if they do, damned if they don't. Yep.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, that is a really, really tough question. And uh, Austin, like, I don't really know how to give you a straight answer. I don't think it should be $20, first of all. Mm-hmm. Like, we scored it pretty low for those reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, uh And, but should they just have access to the DLC? No, I mean... It wasn't pulled out of the game. Like clearly, they had to like build this after launch of the game, sure. or continue to to craft it. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel? So this is really feel, this is a yeah, tough yeah. question for me um, to answer. No, it is. And I, I mean, especially it, because we're post launch. Yeah, the, it's out there now. You're right. If they made it free, the fans who bought it are going to feel burned.
1: That's a lot of people. And they're going to revolt.
0: Basically, they yeah. can't. I don't think they can. Should they have made it accessible to the people though? I don't know. No, I mean,
1: maybe maybe, you know, making it free for for everyone does mean more people get to experience it. I mean, anyone who's who's playing Destiny without it is to to some degree, I know it's scored low, but anyone who's playing Destiny currently without that DLC I think is missing out because Crota's Crota's End is still a pretty amazing raid. It's not True. as good as Vault of Glass. I will 100% stand by that. Does that mean that raid only ju- should justify a $20 price point? I don't know about that. Like, we're in such a weird place right now, too, in terms of what something should cost post-launch. Like, you know, the the notion of how much uh, content justifies spending 20, you know, 20 real-world dollars, essentially. Yeah. I will say that it, I think it's inevitable that Dark Below gets included along with uh, you know, maybe House of Wolves. As or, one, Comet. Yeah, or, or Comet. Yeah, or Comet. I think as, it'll as be... One package that's going to cost like 60 or 70 bucks. It's going to be like a
0: Game of the 70. Year edition in September or something where yeah. everything's there plus a few other yeah, things. Yeah, I think that's know. inevitable. That's and what I think Comet yeah, is personally. And
1: by then I think most of us will have moved on and won't feel quite as burned. But if tomorrow mm. Bungie turned around and said Dark Below is... is this twenty dollar thing that most mm. of you paid for twenty bucks for in December up until March is now ten bucks. Mm. That to me feels a little more realistic than just them flat out yeah. saying, Hey, this is free.
0: You know what this they do? If you buy House of Wolves one time only, you can get the Dark Below with it mm-hmm. for an extra five bucks. Yeah. And so you pay twenty five dollars for the Dark Below or the House of Wolves, you also get Dark Below. That's not that bad of a deal. Mm-hmm. The people who bought it day one, their early adopters. They're not going to feel that burned. It's yeah. a really good deal for people who bounced on The Dark Below. Yep. They get both pieces of content. Yep. There's tons for them to do yep. now. House of Wolves better be awesome. I hope it's awesome.
1: <laughs> please be good. Yeah. Please, please be good. Mm-hmm. No, I, th- I, th- I mean, I agree with a lot of what you're saying so far. I just, in, in my mind, like, uh, it's just really hard. And I know there are people on the internet who, who will sit down and sort of write all of this down and say, is this worth my $20? And you're right to do that. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like we're in this weird space where it's very hard to determine how much anything video game watch should cost because of the pricing that is all over the place. Yeah. I will agree $20 was too much. I yeah. think that they were definitely asking like $9.99 for, for possibly for, this for one. a little more than than what they should yeah. have. And especially versus the amount of content that was reused, even if it was reused in some cool ways, it yeah. still wasn't something that a lot of people. Most of the about missions about.
0: are are in areas you just run through backwards. And you know, and, that's and disappointing. And to some degree,
1: when you look at the changes that happened yeah. then, right, where the economy around you know uh, exotics was completely redone in a yeah. way that didn't need to happen, and that's what Luke was really sort of alluding to when when he you know took to the. To NeoGAF and basically said, Hey, we're not making these mistakes again. You yeah. know, vendor gear uh invalidating the what you got from Vault of Glass was mm-hmm. a huge misstep. Yeah. Uh, he didn't say huge, but it was a misstep. Upgrading an exotic t- to reset its talents, that was a big misstep. Honestly, wow.
0: I am sitting on ten one hundred five thousand bounties that I'm gonna turn in day one. Uh for House of Wolves. Just in case, House of Wolves does something crazy again where I get that first piece of armor, first weapon. I want to upgrade it immediately. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do the Nightfall so I have my XP boost. Turn in all those bounties, and whatever I get that first week, I want it maxed out, and I'll start stacking bounties and do it again the next week. Plus, I have 200 marks, and I have 100 Crucible marks. I really hate Crucible. you down with
1: Crucible?
0: <laughs> no, I, I play it once in a while, like, very casually. Like, uh, this dude actually ended up in the game with me, and I was second place. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not that bad. Okay. Nice but work. Uh... Nice work. Anyway, I just don't like Crucible. So I have like 120 Crucible marks and uh, 200 Vanguard marks. And I'm just going to sit on them, see what happens with House of Wolves.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's a lot of people's approach with Destiny right now. Even some people listening to this podcast, I think, mm-hmm. have stopped playing Destiny for now. Yeah. With the intent of, okay, House of Wolves has the chance to pull me back and keep me here for a while. Yeah. If it finds the right way to present the, the right mm-hmm. amount of content and the right you know, goods to chase after. You and I have talked about it on this very show, the notion that raids only have one set of gear, I think is per per class is a mistake. I feel like there should be multiple sets of gear in some cases, especially if you're not going to offer additional raids as part of that package. Uh Just go all out, say, okay, this set of gear is tuned for this, this set Mm -hmm. of gear is tuned for that you choose, there's more trophies for you to chase after that way. Hmm. I feel like Bungie uh excuse me, we- Destiny is a game about the carrot and the stick. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times people don't feel like they're getting carrots anymore. Or they're yeah. chasing after a carrot that they're never gonna have. Yeah. Like Ballerhorn.
0: I need uh Sirus and Hawkmoon and I didn't get it last week. I Again, got two Hawkmoons. I did everything last week. I was getting a lot of exotics that I already had and already had version two of, mm-hmm. so I was pretty bummed. Okay. Well, we should move on to the final topic. Okay, so the
1: final topic, uh, why don't you set this up as well? Because this one is kind of interesting.
0: So this one's kind of – I've seen a few articles claiming that Bungie is at war with their user base, and I think it's pretty off-target. But you had some thoughts about where this is coming from.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. So mm-hmm. why, uh, well, why don't you set up for folks what, what, what exactly is happening with some of these articles? What, do, what are you exactly so, pointing to? So
0: basically they're saying that uh, because this user, MegaMan EXE, was able to predict Xur's uh, inventory, mm-hmm. uh, Bungie went ahead, went ahead and uh, changed their code so that uh, it was more random. Or at least uh, there's two versions of it. That's what Mega Man EXE is claiming. There's two versions of it now, one that's completely random and one that, that was kind of whatever the old one is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that necessarily indicates that Bungie is at war with anybody. I think it's just them looking at their code being like, oh, my God, this isn't random. Let's improve it. But I, how, does that, how are they at war with their user base? Why would you want to punish them? It doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, they're not going to put Gallarhorn in their inventory again. Like, I see all – I get emails about this conspiracy theory that Bungie is purposefully not selling Galahorn again, and I deserve Galahorn, And I put in 900 hours, and I didn't get Gjallarhorn. Bungie, you, I hate you. And I'm like, dude, I don't <laughs> I don't think they're, like, signaling you out so that sure. you keep playing. You might have an addictive personality that doesn't, like, make you put on the brakes. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I definitely want to – leave before I answer mm-hmm. your question, though, about, like, what does it mean – you know to put in a title Bungie's at war yeah. I, I do want to preface this with that we are in the business of writing about sort of what's happening in certain games uh-huh. and destiny is a game that is always changing and to some degree a lot of the changes in that game have been brought about by the Jesus, community by the community by mm-hmm. what people have discovered yeah as either you know some of it unacceptable and some of it you know just ways or you know ways mm-hmm. around certain things in that game Maybe at war is, is, is a little too much, but at the end of the day, I don't think the algorithm or whatever got changed for Azure would have been changed had this user not been able to accurately predict week by week what the inventory was going to be.
0: So here's how all the inventories work, right? Okay. Because I've sat around for errors and stuff like that. Got it. At midnight uh, or 1 o'clock or whatever the time is now... Um, the inventory changes and it updates. Okay. So at that point, Mega Man EXC is able to say, okay, this week it's going to be this. Because it refreshes and he's able to pull it from the netcode to know what Zer is going to have when he reappears in the tower wherever he reappears. Okay. And that's fine. But Bungie going in and saying, oh, yeah, I don't really like how that works. It should be random. We don't want this guy predicting because sure. for me that sucked. I would know what would happen on Tuesday as yep. opposed to on Friday. I mean, it made my Fridays a lot more open. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I want to be surprised. I like that surprise. I like coming back and be like,
1: oh, what's he got? Oh, yeah, he yeah, has that yeah, thing yeah. that I want. Okay.
0: You know? Um,
1: And it was a little weird. I, I do think, though, that part of that – Um, I don't know. I, I think that to a degree – Destiny is, and you know what? Maybe you know we should reach out to some guests who who work on a live game. work on, yeah. you know, talk to like the Blizzard's of the world, because the thing is, you can't predict what players are gonna do. Mm-hmm. You can make a game for a certain type. You can make a certain genre game. You can make a certain. You can put all this time and story. You can put all this time in making these these spaces, but at the end of the day, you can't patch what players do. True. You can't predict. The walls they're going to try and break down, and the things they're going to try and do from it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily bad to call attention to the fact that Bungie has made changes to Destiny, with the result of trying to keep some of the mystery and preserve some of the mm-hmm. the sort of uh, the game that they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look at the changes, right? I mean, you've seen changes in. You know, they patched the loot cave. You know, they yeah. they have uh, it took forever, but heavy ammo finally got mm-hmm. fixed. There were changes constantly being pushed out to the raids because when they first launched, when Vault of Glass first Everybody launched... Everybody just cheesed them. Yeah, every, everyone just cheesed them. Same thing with Crota when it launched. You know, there was, there was uh, Warlock res-like cheeses and things like that on the bridge. You didn't even yeah. have to do the bridge in order to, to, to be able to pass that section. Mm-hmm. But... Um, those changes, I, I don't, kind I don't of think understand. It indicates war. I, I get what you're no, saying. Yeah. You th- you think that's inflammatory? I I completely can side with you on that. Mm-hmm. But no one can deny that destiny is an ever evolving thing, and that at the end of the day, Bungie is going to do everything that they can to preserve that yeah. and to make sure that players are still having what they hope is a good time. Yeah. Maybe they're spending too much time on that and less on, you know, getting other things like done. Like heavy ammo when, when yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Yeah, as a result. That, but that's it is a, big a live game, so it's mm-hmm. hard to push changes to it.
0: And they make it sound like it's like three dudes in a room. It's like a team of 200 people. They're all working on different things. It's mm-hmm. not like the whole team stops and fix the raid no, fixes sure. the raid bugs. Yep, yep. You know?
1: Yeah, so, but I I, I agree with you that it's not really so much war as it is just trying to make sure that everyone who's playing Destiny is getting the best out of it that they can, at least until House of Wolves comes out. And we're back to that (laughs) point. House of Wolves, do it. Please be good. Just hang on. I need a minute. I need a moment. Drop a date. When is this coming out? Oh, okay. House of Wolves
0: Watch? April, May, or June. So, yeah, House of Wolves Watch. Uh, (laughs) Wolves Watch. All right. All right. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, God. I'm going to say May. 20 something like may 23rd like a tuesday okay yeah
1: wow you're going down to the date you're not even just giving a month yeah
0: all right what do you got
1: i don't have they anything. have
0: april may and june they're not gonna april. launch in june no way they launch end of june why maybe beginning of june like e3 is in june
1: right i mean he showed
0: at e3 e3 is in june though they're not gonna like do e3 like house of wolves launched today
1: no, that, that but, seems, but it could be an they announcement. They get, like, no or, coverage. They yeah. would
0: be buried in the coverage. That's not
1: they, true. At E3, you'd get plenty of coverage.
0: Maybe it was playable, but what are you going to play? Like, one of their strikes? People want to mm-hmm. see, you know, it more does. than that. No, I agree. Yeah. They want to see the raid.
1: <sighs> well, it's not April. As sad as that may be. I mean, I don't think it's April. If it's April, we would have heard about it by now.
0: Late May, they want to get that out. Can I ask you a question? Before E3, I think.
1: Dark Below, when did yeah. you see or... You know, you were involved with some pre-release coverage on Destiny. When did you When did you get to touch slash see slash Did you get to go near uh, Dark Below before the, it came when out? it came out? That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it? I
0: didn't get any advanced coverage. Nobody did, or Nobody we did didn't. It. Yeah, I think Game Informer had an exclusive, okay. but that, that was all.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with May. I don't think it slips past May. I you're, think if it slips past me. May, I, yeah, I'm copying <laughs> you a little bit. Well, no, because I think I think you could get coverage out of it at mm-hmm. E3 for sure. It can show up at Sony's press conference and be a cool thing. The dark, below? Yeah. I mean, House of Wolves. The week before
0: E3 is rumor week. All the rumors about what's going to be at E3. The week of E3 is crazy news for like the first three days, and then it's kind of eh. So maybe end of June could be feasible, like after E3, after it's kind of calmed But if House of down. Wolves is a May but thing. I, I, really get... think, I really think it's going to be like that third week in May.
1: But if House of Wolves is a May thing, and it could well mm-hmm. be. Let's say first week of May is House of Wolves. Yeah. Does that mean June is talk about comedy at E3?
0: Nah. No? They're holding Comet for later in the year.
1: Okay. Right yeah. in tell us what you think <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's another 300 emails thanks Jose you're
1: yeah. welcome and I think we're out of time we are we are alright well thank you for listening to Fireteam Chat IGN's mm-hmm. Destiny Show we will be back with a, a regular guest hopefully next week uh, on top of Fran Mirabella who unfortunately could not be a part of the show this week he is away on yeah. family business uh, but that this said is a,
0: this is a heated episode it was a very serious bit, a
1: little bit yeah it is and I still mm-hmm. don't think matchmaking should be in Wraith uh, show- I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> Uh, you can leave us feedback at iTunes or you can head on over to IGN where we have a bunch of videos Destin mm-hmm. handles every week uh, sort of a video tailored around what's there selling on top I have of a, a com- lot of I have a community
0: challenge what is the challenge
1: artwork, artwork. send in artwork What artwork just you something
0: want? you drew from destiny it can be bad it can be good maybe we could share it. I think that'd be cool we'll see, we'll I see love address. artwork destiny
1: right. at IGN.com okay you heard send it something you send something you drew send something you drew uh, headline this is for Destin <laughs> subject <laughs> line this is a picture for Destin
0: Picks. Oh, God. <laughs> don't do that. No.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're asking yeah, for here, no. but I think you're going to be the oh, only man no. on this show the way this that's is going. No, don't do it. All right. But then again, thank you very much for mm. listening. Again, head on over to iTunes, leave us feedback. There's a Facebook community. You should absolutely join, especially if you're trying to get Flawless Raider. Mm. And on top of that, Destin is a very active member in the Destiny community. I So you I can am. definitely find him. I won't be until I move, but I will <laughs> be moving soon. Uh, and that's it. Guardians, thanks yeah. again for listening, and we will be back next week with more Fireteam chat.
0: Guardians out. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it.